2: happy monday adam i am glad to tell you that i was only the victim of elder abuse 18 times this weekend
3: well does it count if you're 53 years old no it doesn't well this is not something you joke about
2: no you know it actually isn't and elder abuse is a a problem that people don't like to talk about because on some level it feels shameful because you're supposed to respect
3: your elders in this society, we have a tendency to, to not respect our elders. And when it comes to scammers, they find elders to be an incredible target.
0: Yeah, if you think about all the calls you get for tech support from someone in your family, it's usually an older relative. Exactly.
3: A lot of times they have a little bit more money. They have retirement savings, mortgage-free homes, less likely to report fraud because they have a fear of being shamed.
2: Yeah, and it's, the, the thing is, like that's why we promote a no-shame zone. Because when it comes to getting scammed everybody's in their crosshairs.
3: You know, other things about seniors, they tend to be polite. They tend to be trusting. Many of them are very happy to get a phone call. They're a little bit lonely, so they want to talk to somebody. And when they're presented with a possible charity scam, you know, they have big hearts and they want to give.
2: So you've basically just described yourself. Travis, <laughs> what do you know <laughs> about this? Well, it happened to my wife's grandfather before. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, someone
0: called my wife's grandfather a few years ago, claiming to be my wife. And she said that that she was in jail, that she had broken her nose, which is why her voice was different. And the only way that she'd be able to get out of her predicament was if my wife's grandfather sent uh, some gift cards.
3: Well, one of the techniques that scammers use also is that the line's a little scratchy. It's a little bit difficult to hear your grandchild. And the grandchild will say, grandpop or grandmom. And the grandparent will blurt out a name. Right and the scammer seizes onto that name. It happened to my mother-in-law.
0: Yeah, and one of the things, at least in this instance, is that my wife's grandfather said that she just sounded so scared that that got him in a panic. He was too panicked to actually stop to think for a moment. And so like that that panic pretty much carried him all the way to the store where he went and bought several hundred dollars worth of gift cards and then sent them her way.
2: All right, but listen, guys, this is not just an elder abuse situation because I will tell you, uh, one April Fool's Day, I called my ex-wife, a friend of the family who was helping me with the kids, my girlfriend, and I think that's it. And I left them all an identical message, which was, I got into an argument with someone on the street, it escalated. Anyway, I'm in jail right now. Can you go pick up the kids? And I hung up. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) They all showed up, and I had a very gigantic laugh at their expense. But the point is, like, creating a false sense of urgency just requires a feasible story. And it's not just elders who fall for it, but I guess you know, I was looking more Adam, for stories about uh, like your friend Joyce, who may not know exactly what's going on, but the minute they start getting scammed, they figure it out pretty quick.
3: Well, she did, and luckily also, her husband Jerry was there, so while she was shutting it down at one end, he was going down to the bank, the local bank on the other, so.
2: We've had other people who would count as elders, you know, senior citizens on the show, and they do seem to get targeted.
3: We had Larry on the show as a senior citizen and somebody was definitely trying to scam him and he noticed his cursor moving on his computer and he moved to shut it down.
0: Yeah, and the great thing with Larry was after the fact, he went to go uh, kind of get the word out about elder scams uh, to everyone in his
2: community. Yeah, I mean, but Larry's like the ultimate communitarian. That was a really good story. That was
3: a good one. And today we're gonna talk about one of these scams that target senior citizens. Welcome to What The Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber-savvy senior. I'm Bo, cyber-gig worker. And I'm Travis, (laughs) cyber-spring-chicken. And today we welcome journalist and TV anchor, Jennifer Krause, to hear how her mom got tricked by a fake tech support request. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. Yahoofinance.com.
2: This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
3: Well, Jennifer, welcome to our show. Very excited to have you. We are fellow Nashvillians. You are an investigative reporter and weekend anchor on News Channel 5. That's right. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I've been in Nashville 28 years, working at the CBS station. Uh, have been doing consumer investigations for about the last 20 years, running the gamut from you know bad contractors, bad car dealers, to scams like this.
3: Well, I, I used to be consumer affairs director for the state of New Jersey, so I uh, I feel a total kinship with you. And we're excited to have you on the show.
2: And Travis and I are just hapless scam victims who have gotten so sick and tired. And it's not true. We are not. But (laughs) Travis, I don't think, has ever been scammed. I'm a bit reckless, and I often do get scammed. But it's usually just find out exactly how these guys operate.
1: Absolutely. I I think most people, one way or another. I mean, I think those who haven't have just been super lucky.
2: Travis, is it true you've never been scammed? Not, not Not any
0: really big scams of note. No. Yeah. Still pretty lucky. Hmm. That's the universe's cue to come crashing down around my ears right now. Of course,
1: <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> so there's your next guest.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Bo is currently using your social security number to put a mortgage on your home, but don't be worried about it. You know?
0: yeah, yeah, I'll qualify that by saying, uh, I am not aware of having been scammed.
3: There you go. Those are the, the, the magic words. I'm not aware. And that's really what happens to so many people is we don't know that something's happening. Until we find out the hard way that something is happening. Right. But now you came to us today with a very interesting story about a member of your family and and uh, it, it hit pretty close to home.
1: It doesn't get any closer than your mom, right? I would say so. <laughs> I had called her to wish her happy birthday. And as soon as she answered the phone, I could tell her that her birthday was not going as she probably had wanted or planned and she just had that tone in her voice and I said what are you doing and she says I'm at the bank and I've been here for the last two hours since they opened and that's how I discovered how she had spent her afternoon and evening the night before
3: it doesn't sound good
1: no no Well, you know, she got a letter in the mail and it was a letter that looked like it was from Best Buy and Geek Squad. And it was an invoice for a subscription for antivirus security. And bless my parents' hearts, uh, they use Geek Squad, they've got a guy who I think is at their house more than I am. I mean, they call him, they're on a first name basis with him and he comes over all the time. So, you know, she did not think anything of it, that there was anything, you know, out of the ordinary uh, about getting an invoice from the Geek Squad in Best Buy because she's a customer. But she looked at this and it said three years of antivirus protection. And she said, wait, I don't pay three years at a time. I pay one year at a time. So I'm going to call them and get that straightened out. And that's how they kind of got her was they sent her this bill and she called, uh, called the number and said, you know, I just want one year. Can I just pay for one year, not three years? And the way she tells it is almost immediately they were like, okay, sure, sure. We'll take care of that. But as now that we have you on the phone, we're looking at your account and it looks like somehow you've overpaid us $4,000. Yeah. She now realizes, you know, that should have set off bells and whistles and alarms, but they were very convincing. And of course, you know, they said, well, we want to get this money back to you as soon as possible. And who, you know, when you think, oh, someone's got $4,000 they want to get to me, you know, is not going to initially cooperate. So that's what she did.
2: Your mom was going through this process and, and whoever she was working with actually said, hey, you overpaid us by $4,000?
1: Yes, that's... That's what they told her, and that's what they she believed.
2: Okay, so she thought at that moment that's what happened. And so I guess that – how would she have paid ordinarily, with a credit card or a check?
1: I think my mom pays mostly everything by check. She is very old school. She doesn't do online banking. She doesn't pay bills online. She sets up on her kitchen table covered with all of her monthly bills, and she writes out checks and puts a stamp on and mails it off.
2: So, and, and, and the thought that maybe she wrote a check for $4,000 more than she had to didn't, it just, that. She, she, her circuits got crossed when he said that
1: it, it did, but you know, she's 81 years old, you know, and, and, and so often, you know, many of these victims are older and she said, this gal that answered the phone seems so nice and so concerned about me. And, Mm. you know, it just, it just, it took her in. But what's interesting is if you look at this bill, that's another thing is, you know, it does have the best Buy logo. It has the geek squad logo. But if you look closely there, Geek Squad has some little dots on uh, over what a couple of the letters that you and one of the E's it's, it's, it's 349 U S dollars. I mean, mm. if you get a bill from Geek Squad, they're not going to say U S dollars. There's there, are, there are a lot of subtle things in here that if you were looking for it, you'd say, wait, this is not really from the Geek Squad.
3: And this, this letter was a, It had her name on it, her address on it. It wasn't like a general letter.
1: So the bill itself does not have any specific things related to her. This was mailed to her. However, my father got the same exact bill and he got it through email.
2: Same exact thing. And does it, including the diacritical marks, which I'm guessing you were describing with the the double, the dots over the U or the O or the A or whatever. Yes. Wow. So at least we know it was coming from
3: Germany. (laughs) It feels like they just sent out a general letter to as many people as they could accumulate addresses on. And whether it was email addresses, which they might've gotten by way of breach or physical addresses they got by breach. Yep.
1: I reached out to Best Buy and said, you know, because my parents are customers and I thought perhaps their information had been compromised in a in a breach. Best Buy insists that they have not had any sort of breach. And they were aware of this scam because they've been hearing from people all across the country who've been reporting the same sort of thing and they said they had been looking into it and this information did not come from any sort of breach.
3: and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. Hi, I'm Daniel,
0: founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: All right, let's back up. So they got this—so on this letter, there's a phone number and an email to contact— The person who will be helping you with your situation, that is totally fake. And and your mom did that. And this is where the interaction began. And did they immediately just say you overpaid $4,000 and we'd like to get the money back to you?
1: Uh, After my mom initially tried to get them to change the three-year to a one-year subscription, yeah, it was pretty quick.
3: And then was the woman the only person that was on the phone with her the whole time?
1: No, she spoke with the woman initially. right? And after she had the discussion with the woman about the $4,000, the woman said, I want to get this money back to you. Uh, obviously, you want the $4,000. Let's work to find out how to get this money back to you. And so she began talking my mom through the process. My mom doesn't do online banking. So she couldn't get through her computer or, so she asked my mom for her banking information. She
2: got the bank account information from your mother?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. My mom gave all this information to the woman.
3: That doesn't sound good.
1: And then she said, hold on one second. I'm going to get my supervisor involved in this because we need to elevate this. Ah. So a man came on the phone. And the man just basically, apparently, just talked with her. Was very nice. Was very uh, conversational. Was asking her about her day and what she was doing. And
3: yeah, divert her, divert her, and keep her
1: occupied. Exactly. Meanwhile, bank records show the woman was trying to access my mom's account. Mm -hmm. She continued talking with the man, and he told her that. Something they were having some trouble with the bank account, uh, that they weren't able to get the money back to her. So here's another point where my mother should have stopped, taking a breath, and said, This doesn't make sense. But this is when the man said, Do you have maybe a CBS near you or a Walgreens? And my mom said, Yes. And he said, well, here's what I need you to do. Can you drive to the CBS and get some gift cards? And then that way we will use those gift cards to get the money back to you. And my mom had no idea that this is red flag. I mean, it used to be they'd use Western Union. It's moved now to, to, to gift cards. Did
0: he have any explanation as to why she needed to pay him for money that they're trying to transfer to her?
1: No. And and that's that's the sad thing is, you know, it, the way it was set up was we're we're trying to help you. We're doing everything we can to help you. And and she said he was just they all were so convincing and we're trying to help you and, and we're going to do everything we can. And here's, this is our mission. And yeah, here's another obstacle. Let's work together and, and get through this obstacle. And, and at no point did she pause and say, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And, and, and ask that same question. She's kicking herself now. So the man said to my mom, do you have a CVS near you? And my mom said, Yes, And he said, why don't you drive to the CBS? I need you to buy four Target gift cards for $500 each. That'd be $2,000. And he said, can you do that? And she said, sure. So she got in her car, drove about 15 minutes away. He told her, don't take your phone in, but don't hang up. Leave the phone connected. I'll be here waiting for you. You go in and buy the gift
3: cards. Uh, Clearly, if she had walked in the pharmacy uh, with a phone, And it appeared that someone was giving her instructions as to how to get the gift cards and what denomination and the like. Bells would have been ringing and lights would have been flashing. And the person behind the counter clearly would have said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We have a problem. We're not going to do this. You shouldn't be doing this. So it's very clever on the part of the scammer to do that.
1: Clearly, the scammer knew, you know, that, that this was not something that she should walk in with. The woman behind the counter, the clerk, when my mom walked up and asked to pay for four $500 gift cards, the clerk looked at her and paused and said, I don't know whether I can sell these to you. Hold on a second. So the clerk went back, said she had to talk to her manager, came back a few minutes later and said, well, my manager says I can sell you two, but not all four. The, now, the whoa! Clerk never asked.
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing. So my manager is only willing to let you get sorta scammed. Yeah,
3: that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he figures you can afford exactly. a thousand, two thousand, maybe not.
1: If the clerk had suspicions or the manager had suspicions, I mean, there are ways to ask people. You know, oh, are you? You know, you can flat out say you're not getting scammed, are you? But you know, oh, are you are you sending a big gift to a grandchild or 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 something like that? Absolutely. It seem.
2: Yep. Is there someone um, is there someone in your car with your dog?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because really, who buys a $500 gift card to Target? Four of them. S-
2: somebody who's got a person in their car with their dog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So she was able to buy two $500 gift cards for $1,000. She walked out to the car. She got back on the phone and said, all right, I got the gift cards. I was only able to get two of them. And so he said, all right, turn them over, scratch off the back and read me the numbers on the back. What she didn't realize was by giving him those numbers, that was instantly transferring the access of the money to him. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. And so after she did that, he said, well, do you have a target near you? And she said, yeah, it's just down the street. He said, can you go there? And she said, sure. So she drove down the road and got into target. And that by that time, she had been on the phone more than two and a half hours with these people. He just, you know, they just kept sweet talking her and, keeping her on this mission. And it was when she pulled into the Target parking lot and she looked at her phone and she realized she'd been on the phone for two and a half hours. She said, she said, this just doesn't make sense. And that's when she suddenly started questioning things. She immediately hung up and soon after her phone kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And she said they called about, uh five or six times before they uh they stopped.
3: Calling. Oh no, this is definitely what what they do. And this was all on her birthday?
1: This was the day before her birthday. Day before her she birth- spent her ber- the next day, she spent her birthday trying to sort this all out, contacting wow. You know the the bank and and her and all the other things you have to do to basically lock down your identity after something like this.
3: No, no, clearly it's 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 a shame. The, these are the kinds of things that if you don't deal with them quickly, they become the gifts that keep on giving. Uh, not a great birthday gift at all. Yeah. So uh, it it's it's tragic that this is done to people. I'm I'm surprised at this point. He had her on the phone for two and a half hours. He didn't ask her to go and buy him a government bond or something. I mean, it's crazy.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in two hours, they really just tired her out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One thing that uh,
0: stands out to me here, though, is that they sent a uh, they sent the invoice through the mail, which meant that they needed to pay for the stamp on that one. Do you think that they were specifically targeting your mother? or?
1: I have no idea because they, you know, she got one, my dad got one.
2: But Jennifer, your dad and your mom, I'm guessing your mom didn't marry someone 40 years younger than her. She's, they're both senior citizens. So it's quite possible that they were, you know, we all know that you're only as strong as your worst vendor (laughs) in this instance. Two senior citizens could be on any number of marketing lists out there, including the AARP. So there, there could be any number of breaches that would be of interest to a hacker or a scammer or you know an online criminal that would just tell them, okay, you're dealing with a 81-year-old person. Now, the other thing that is painfully true for most people, not just most seniors, but most people, is that there are these uh, data scraping sites that just say, this is your age, this is your address, is, these are phone numbers we know correlated with you, and here are your family members correlated with you. You've all seen them, radarists and all that. So, so that is another way that they could have known, okay, we're dealing with two senior citizens, they live at this address. It's a little dumb that they targeted the sa- you know, a married couple. But it shows you that they may have been very thorough with targeting people in that age range in that area. Do they live in a retirement area, Jennifer?
1: Ah, uh, no, not really, not okay. really. Uh, a bedroom community, uh, a suburb of of Nashville. Gotcha. Uh, what's interesting though is after I did this story and I had their invoice, other people, including um, some people closer to my age, started sending me emails that they'd gotten that were similar invoices, same from Best Buy, Geek Squad, but different. So I don't know whether someone else saw how well this was going and decided to break off from these people and and send out their own, but it started spreading and, and spreading so much so that the Federal Trade Commission uh, just the other day sent out a nationwide press release saying there is a Best Buy Geek Squad scam going around. Here are some of the things to look for.
3: Well, no, and, and it works. You mentioned that your dad received an email And that tells me that he does spend some time online. I don't know if your mom does at all, but he should definitely visit the site Have I Been Pwned, P-W-N-E-D, and check to see if his email address and the passwords associated with it or his phone number uh, are on that website.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it could have been leaked another way, obviously, through other, other compromises, but... That's a great first stop. And for your mom, too, if she has an email address, if they don't share.
3: Because if you think about it, there have been just thousands of breaches. And so it wouldn't surprise me that their data isn't out there. I mean, we certainly know based on Equifax, it's highly likely that pretty much everybody's data
1: is out there right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Good advice.
0: One of the nice things, too, about Have I Been Pwned is that they uh, operate in coordination with um, law enforcement. So uh, just all around the world, every time there's a huge breach that any uh, law enforcement agency finds online, that they will hand it over to Have I Been Pwned.
2: Hey, Jennifer, was there any getting that $1,000 back?
1: No. Once once you give them the, the gift card numbers, they get the, the money back. Now, the good thing was, was the woman who was trying to tap into her bank account, because it was the end of the day, she was not able to get the money my mom as soon as she realized what was going on called the bank got in touch with the fraud department and they put immediate like holds on those those withdrawals oh, great. if my right. mom had not done that immediately the next morning she would have been taking money out of the account and and who knows if she wouldn't have drained the account right, probably right. would have
2: mm-hmm. right but once yeah. the bank once the gift card that you get is is drained it's drained that's it
1: once it's drained, it's drained.
2: You can't yeah. get the toothpaste back in the tube. Nope. No, no. Gotcha.
1: You know, when I talked to her about this, um, when she when I reached her and she said I was I've been scammed, and I asked her to kind of talk me through it. You know, she said, "Well, I got an email, and I said, or a letter, and I said, so you called the, the number, and she said yes, and she said." And they told me I had, uh, you know, that they wanted to refund me money. So I said, so you gave them your bank account information? And she said, yes. How did you know that? And then and then she said, that didn't work. So she said, and I said, they told you to get gift cards? And she said, yes. How did you know that? I said, because these are all the things that, that they do. She said, well, I didn't know any of this. I really didn't know any of this. And what's interesting is um, I, I live actually not far from my parents. So we live in the same town. I get the police reports from the police department here every week, and I was surprised to see that every week there were one or two different residents in a relatively small town who were reporting that they were falling victim to online scams, uh, gift card scams. And I've been watching this uh, for for several weeks, thinking, how is this still happening? How are so many people, you know, falling victim to this? So then, when I heard, you know, my mom. Uh, experiences. I said, you know what, we've got to do another story. I said, mom, would you be willing to share your story and let me interview you and tell your story. So if they ever get a call or a letter like this, and they start hearing these same sorts of things from the caller hopefully they'll think of your story and say wait a minute this is a scam and so she sat down with me and and told her story and and we've put it on the news and shared it online and I've heard from people all over I've heard from people in in California and around the country saying I saw that story and I appreciate hearing what she went through and hopefully it will save other people and and she's she's a, a member of the, the her women's the women's club in the area so she's planning on being a, a, a guest speaker there and sharing. Her experience with the women there, so hopefully that they too will will take her experience and, and it will stop them from falling victim.
3: Well, that's that's the important thing is and and that's why we have this show is for people to come on and feel free and open to talk about what they went through in order to give other people uh, the red flags, the threats, and some solutions to how this thing was solved. And the important thing to understand is when you talk about cybersecurity. Uh, this is not something that should be talked about every so often. This has to be a continuing dialogue. You know, and the, the whole point with cybersecurity, it has to come from the bottom up. This can't be where there are pronouncements from the government or, you know, investigative stories are critically important. But unless people are talking about this and thinking about this on a daily basis, which is stuff that people don't necessarily want to talk about, we're going to have the same kinds of, of problems. Thank you for sharing your mom's story. Well, thank you. I think your mom was courageous to level with you because a lot of parents would come up with 60 reasons why they didn't want to tell you because they don't want to be ashamed. So she was courageous, great story by you, and we really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you.
2: Let's get straight to the tinfoil swan.
3: Our paranoid takeaway that'll help keep you safe. Yeah, that. So this week, our tips come by way of Jennifer, who was just on the show talking about her mom. Wow. This is something that not only applies to senior citizens, but frankly, everybody. First is limit sharing your personal information. You know, one of the main things we talked about on this show is that if you are contacted by someone about anything that requires you to authenticate yourself verify your information or give additional personal information hang up
0: after my uh, wife's grandfather got scammed uh, one of the first things I did was just go down to his uh, house and I put anti-malware antivirus software on his computer oh, great. Um, just to make sure yeah just to keep him like have that extra little level of uh, protection for him
2: all right so so the takeaway this week is can you sum it up yeah
3: First of all, don't fling your information out there. Fling, you know. Think <laughs> think of your information as gold. It's your gold. Someone's trying to get your gold. Okay. Uh, don't don't get pressured into acting quickly. Don't open email attachments or click on links unless you you know where they're coming from. And even then, you need to slow down and take a breath. Beware of any email or text that asks you to verify your personal information. And if someone asks you to do anything by gift card, run. Well, so the other thing is,
2: and I am definitely leaning on the fact that Al Franken's going to be on the show soon, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. So if someone says that you did something wrong, don't just assume they're right. Maybe they're not. And you know, actually, chances are, if a stranger says that, almost for sure they're not and don't do anything they tell you to do.
3: One million percent correct.
2: Hey, you know, it really does help people find the show if you rate and review it. So wherever you go to get your podcasts, hit the five stars and um, and say something nice about the show. And if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, thanks. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media.
3: It's produced by Andrew Steven.
0: You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.